0: Hey, we're out shot fired. Copy additional shot fired. Shot fired, shot fired. Shooting at us. i shooting it off. He's at the White t-shirt, white male.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of the Shots Fired podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kyle Schoberg.
0: And I'm Billy, sometimes known as Hillbilly.
1: And we're going to get into how we call him hillbilly or came up with a nickname hillbilly later on in the show. But for now, we're going to talk about why we started this podcast, how we got started in it, uh, how Billy and I met and kind of what we do in our career and what we have in store for you guys. So this is the first episode. We want to give you guys a little backdrop of who we are. And again, like I said, how we got started. So um, I'm a police sergeant with the agency in Northern California. I've been a police officer for about uh, going on 15 years now.
0: I like how he throws the sergeant thing. Like he's got some cred,
1: you know? Well, you're not you're not a sergeant, so technically, I'd be your boss. Eh, you know, to
0: each his so, own, right? Yeah, you know, different departments, and one we mic. do work Ooh. at different
1: we do work at different departments, but within the same county. So we're not going to disclose where we work, but uh, we work we work closely with uh, with each other in, in in our department. So, um, as I was saying, I have about uh, 15 years on Billy. How many years do you have on?
0: Ooh. I got about uh, half. 10. Now I got 10.
1: Okay.
0: He's got about 10 years on. Ten, maybe. I'm, I'm pushing 11 here soon, but yeah, closer to 10.
1: So I've spent the bulk of my career working the streets. Uh, I spent about seven years doing canine, and when I was on the canine team, I augmented the SWAT team. So a lot of experience doing uh, SWAT call-outs, uh, canine, uh, any type of canine-related incidences. Um, and, and really, when you're a canine handler, you're really involved in a lot of critical incidences and that's kind of, um, how I got started doing what I'm doing. We want to share with you guys how Billy and I met, uh, how we got started doing this podcast and I guess let you guys, uh, let you know what we want to get out of it or what we hope to get you out of it. So
0: I I think that, I think that the, a good purpose of this first podcast is to give you guys the opportunity to ask your questions and kind of, kind of, figure out where this podcast should go because while, um, I think we both have some very good stories and we both have a lot to say about a lot of things. This is for you. And if, uh, we're doing stuff that you guys don't like, then Hey, let us know. And in this podcast, you can figure out from the first one here, uh, some, some of our backgrounds and what we can talk about.
1: Yeah, we can't get into exactly, uh, where we work or what exactly Billy does, but uh, we do want to share with you a little bit of our experiences, some uh, bring you some credibility to the table. So I'll start with me. Uh, like I said earlier, I spent the majority of my career, uh, actually all of my career working the streets, either on patrol or I did uh, seven years in the canine unit. Um, I've been so involved.
0: are you better than me because you've well, done your whole career on the streets? A little bit. Oh, I, I, knew, will, I knew he was going to say that, but go ahead. I'll give I him mean, credit. I meant to interrupt, but I will absolutely give Billy
1: credit over here. He does have a really cool job, uh, a very dangerous job, and uh he can explain that a little further. But and if you're wondering why he's wearing white headphones, it's because well, we went to go buy some black ones uh, to match mine, but they didn't have any, so we ordered them, so get over it. Anyways, yeah, so I was a dog handler for uh seven years at my agency. I ran two different dogs, uh Dual-purpose dogs, meaning both uh, bite work and detection. And during that time, I augmented the SWAT team. So anytime we had a SWAT call out, I would respond. Uh, I had a lot of successful SWAT deployments with the dog, a lot of cool stories with that. And then I uh, worked patrol with my dog, uh, my current dog Axel, and then my previous dog Dax, which was a Belgian Malinois. And I ended my career with Axel, uh, who's a German Shepherd, an all-black German Shepherd anyways um yeah that's been the bulk of my career doing that uh really fortunate to be able to dog handler was involved in a lot of critical incidences like i said uh, i've been involved in several officer involved shootings and uh, we can get into that later in some other episodes but really what you what billy and i want to bring to the table is why we're doing this and what we can do for you guys so billy tell him
0: what a little bit about what you do in your job So, uh, what I do is, um, well, first of all, um, I, you, you heard me take my shot at Kyle about, uh, his total career in, um, on the streets, um, in the agency that I work for, you start off in corrections and, um, with, with my background, the way that I was raised and, and where I was raised, I honestly didn't have a whole lot of experiences, where it comes to the criminal mindset and, you know, dealing with criminals. So starting corrections, um, I almost didn't work for my agency because I was like, screw that. I don't want to work for in corrections. And I, and I think that it's pretty normal, right? It, it, it's actually a normal thing. I think that there's a lot of people that, um, that, that sway away from departments that start in corrections and, um, well, I, is it because I, when you work in the jail for so long, guys feel like
1: they're never going to get out on the street and they feel like you're just going to work in the jail your whole career? And, and after a while, being a babysitter for a bunch of adults probably gets pretty old.
0: I mean, I mean that's part I of it. I mean, I mean, honestly, let's be honest. The reason that I got into law enforcement is probably the reason that you got into law enforcement, probably the reason that 90% of the people got in law enforcement, and that's to be out there on the streets catching bad guys and taking them to jail or helping the community, whatever it may be in corrections there's not a whole lot of that while there is there's not a whole lot of that so you kind of you kind of go down this different path and and i explain that a lot or i can explain that a little bit more as the fact that um when you're when you're on the streets and i you know i've done my time on the streets not nearly as much as you there is i would say the 90 90% to even maybe more of the people that you contact are actually good, really good people. And even some of the people that you arrest, they have made their mistakes in their lives. And and you understand that. Yeah. Um, When you're in the correctional standpoint, we're, we're literally at a, at a point where they have done something to get arrested. It's not just random Joe Schmoes coming in there, right? They have done something. And a lot of them, have done some very violent and some very bad things that most of society thinks of as very bad things. And you become kind of jaded on things in a little bit where you just think like, hey, you're dealing with criminals all the time and it's it's hard. It, it, there's at a point sometime where you're it, it's hard for you to separate things. And uh, when you go out to patrol, uh, you become more of a, a person, I think. And, and that's why I never really was a big fan of corrections for me for a lifetime. But I always say, like I was telling you is um, with my, my growing up and everything, what I learned in corrections made me a far better cop than I would have been if I would have gone out straight to our patrol situation.
1: I have heard that. I've heard that guys that would do work in the jail and then roll out to patrol, uh, learn to talk to people better or talk to, I guess so you could call them, criminals or uh, the hardened street guys, because you deal with them so much in the jail and you conversate with them, you kind of get the flow of how they live out on the streets. Um, You learn to, uh, I don't know, I guess not live in their environment, but you learn to engage with them a little bit better. So then when you get out on the street, it's a little bit easier to uh, conversate with them. I mean, a city police department, you don't obviously work in the jail. You roll right out to patrol and I think we can agree that most new cops that start this job have the hardest thing they have to deal with is uh, just talking to some of these people. Um, maybe they're robotic, or they're used to the academy and how they're they're trained to talk to people in the academy. But when you work in the jail, really, that's all you're surrounded with is are these types of people. So I have heard that um, you know if you work at a sheriff's department or you start out in the jail and corrections or whatever that rolling out to patrol is you do have a little bit you have a leg up on on being able to communicate better i guess I, is what i'm trying to say i
0: i think that it, it taught me um well while well, it did teach me a lot what you're talking about and that's probably the number one thing it taught me it also taught me empathy too um, yeah that's important for and, sure and empathy is huge in law enforcement where we we all know that um there's career criminals out there i've i've met a lot of them kyle's probably met more um they're just Career criminals and and their their job. My my job is law enforcement. Kyle's job is law enforcement. Their job is a criminal. Um, there there are people out there who were in the wrong place at the wrong time, and they made they made a mistake. Yeah, and um, you know, some of us can all relate to that. Like uh, I I've made many mistakes. N- not a lot of criminal mistakes or major criminal mistakes, but we've all made mistakes, right? Sure, I have. I mean. I've been in trouble by the cops when I was a kid, but yeah, I mean, I think what we're seeing right now in society
1: is um, I'm not going to go too far into, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get ourselves in trouble. <laughs> what uh trouble I've been with the cops, but you know, I think right now in society and, and especially in law enforcement, I think everybody across the country can agree that a lot of States are decriminalizing or minim- minimizing uh, drug drug charges, and I think we both can agree, and we both been around it enough that drugs are damn near the catalyst of everything. I mean, really, alcohol and drugs is is kind of the catalyst of a lot of uh, more major crimes. It, it starts with that.
0: So, I, I think I think it. I think that that you know um, when we talk about drugs, and I don't know if I said it yet, but I I didn't. A few years as a detective in a in a major narcotics, so um, I do have a little bit of. I probably probably say I have more than the average cop knowledge of narcotics. Well, well, I think that that doesn't really. There's not a big difference because street cops deal with a lot of different things than I did in uh, major narcotics because. Major narcotics is dealing with the uh, the bigger level guys and not the street level kind of things. More of your traffickers, cartel, um, that kind of thing, like big time shit. But um, when it comes to narcotics, it's uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of the starting ground for a lot of things. I have seen, I have seen what narcotics have done, and I and I know Kyle has, and I know if you are an active law enforcement or inactive for all that matters you you've obviously seen it too and i think that the community that is going to be listening to this and watching this you've seen some of the the bad that narcotics have happened and um we have mentioned that we're california cops right yeah which
1: we're i don't know if we should be embarrassed about that or Eh. embarrassed that we live in california i do think california does have some pretty high high level training and we are a little above average as far as policing goes on the I, West coast. I think we're the
0: top of the top, but hey, you know, that, that's my so. personal opinion. Um, and I'm sure I would love to read the comments and hear about that, but, um, I can't wait. Um, so when it comes to California, we weren't, we weren't the start, but we were definitely on the head front of legalizing and marijuana. And I don't want to go too far into this yeah. because we can, we can go down a rabbit hole and we all know that. Um, in my experience, while I do not really have a problem with the use of marijuana, um, You know, th- th- there's some use and some things. There's some good that comes out of it. I don't use it. Sure. And probably never will. Um, I've seen the bad that comes out of it. And why being the bad is there's such a black market for it that um, there was a time in law enforcement that I had noticed that many of our homicides actually – derived from a lot yeah, uh, marijuana and they derive from the theft of marijuana. And it's because it's a, yep. it is, even though it's legalized, we still get it year after year. It is a, a lot of our homicides come from that. Huge, huge business. Mm-hmm. A lot of huge, money, huge, huge, huge. And I don't know uh, where you guys are working or where you guys are from, but uh, the chances of your high grade marijuana legal or not legal Coming from California, are pretty high. We yeah. we kind of have the 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 best shit on the planet. Yeah. I, I, it's I our know. soil.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Marijuana is definitely uh, it, yeah. People love to downgrade it, and uh, you're right. It, it is one of those drugs where, um, to the average to the person, it's such a minuscule drug. But what most people don't know is that a lot of our homicides, especially during harvest season, oh yeah, yeah. comes from marijuana. You know, these people that have these big marijuana grows these guys come and do these home invasions and either the, the folks that are trying to guard their marijuana are killing the folks that are doing the home invasions or vice versa. They're, they're killing the people that are growing the marijuana. So it, it, it is a huge problem um, as far as that's concerned, which a lot of people I don't think realize, but yeah, I mean, California is definitely a hub of uh, and mar big marijuana grows. That's for sure.
0: And by no means do I want to say that that's the uh, bread and butter of major narcotics. It's actually kind of um, a little lower on the the totem pole, but I don't even know why I really went there, but um, I want to get just uh, why, not necessarily how we met, but um, you mentioned that your your dogs, both of them were dual purpose to, did you explain what dual
1: purpose means? Yeah. So dual purpose is a, patrol function would be a bite dog guard dog um and then the other aspect of it is a, a detection dog whether that's drugs bombs guns um uh, you name it um you know dogs can virtually smell anything or detect anything you train them to so yeah we have dual purpose dogs at our, at our department I, I know you you guys do as well but
0: i don't i don't think we you have some do i think we? you have some well yeah. okay by so I I I'll be honest when I think of dual purpose I think of uh a drug and a bite dog is is the way that the normal patrol people would call it or or you call it a guard dog or yeah bite dog bite dog I I call guard them a, a, a drug apprehension bite whatever you want to call apprehension there you go apprehension that dog that sounds better and I think of a drug dog and in, in my department honestly we uh we we've had a few but I don't think right now we have any
1: yeah, I think um, ma- you guys have apprehension dogs, yeah. Yeah, we
0: have apprehensions, and they're training for sure. In uh, article or gu- is it article yeah. or is it article? Gun? Yeah, Article's all different. We can get into canine stuff.
1: Uh, we'll we'll have we're gonna have a canine trainer, a local canine trainer, come on a show, and we can get in in depth with that with, so, with you so guys Kyle for all you canine a, handlers out so there.
0: Kyle doesn't know anything about this, and he's gonna defer. No, I'm that's kidding. all I know I'm about. Actually, I'm actually a kid because Kyle knows far more about. Um, more about dogs and being a canine than most canine handlers that I know. But um, we'll get on to that. So um, we'll get on that in another thing. But I think we were talking a little bit about what I've done. So um, after doing the narcotics thing, um, I've decided that uh, it, it wasn't really my thing, to be honest. Uh, I did the undercover thing. And um, by undercover, you know, a lot of people throw out the undercover and say, oh, I've done undercover. And I guess I'd be somewhat of that guy where I have very little undercover work. I've done a lot of surveillance, a lot of um, different levels of undercover. But I have done the street level undercover, which is very, very fun. Um, So if uh, you guys new cops out there, if you get that opportunity... Uh, you can't look like Kyle because he looks like a cop, you know, or Captain America, whatever, you know. If this guy showed up and said, Hey, I, I want to buy your best narcotics, you'd be like, Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't.
1: I, I could <laughs> never do it. I, I could probably pass as like a high schooler doing undercover stuff in a high nah, school, but he, not. He's, he's not, too pretty. Yeah, I couldn't do some hardcore undercover stuff.
0: I would. Oh, and I can't I'd do hardcore undercover. I can't do hardcore undercover. Yeah. But I, I've i done your street level stuff where, you know, you walk up and you say, Hey, man, can I get. Uh, Whatever, whatever. Can I get a little eight ball? Yeah, see, dude, I would call you out <laughs> right there, but <laughs> we'll we'll get into that maybe uh, maybe another time. I'm not a dope maybe guy. we'll get somebody who's actually done some real undercover on here. I, I don't know. I I think I know we some people for sure. who maybe. We will. I guess it kind of had to be done with the undercover thing because uh, we're on camera, yeah, and, and we're saying we're cops, yeah, and this beard doesn't hide as much as you think it does, <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I could grow a beard like that, to be honest. I got to, I got, I got to cut it here soon and I got to take some department photos, but you know, that's, you guys might see, and you're going to be like, man, you see the depression in my eyes. Cause, uh, the beard means a lot to, uh, me right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you guys get the gist of what kind of a little backstory of what we did. I mean, I've honestly spent a hundred percent of my career on the street, working patrol, rolled into canine, did that. And then, uh did a lot of SWAT stuff for many, many years, and then just recently uh, promoted as a uh, patrol supervisor. So now I'm a full-time babysitter. Uh, like we <laughs> said, Billy, Billy here does, um, he's still in the detective world, and he does go after the worst of the worst. I mean, his team is going after homicide guys, shooting suspects. Every yeah. day, that's all they do. So Yeah, I
0: didn't really get to it, but, I, yeah, basically I, I segued and I changed to a fugitive apprehension team. And... Um, which is badass. That's a, that's a, that's a dangerous job. That's a cool, cool job. You're going after the worst, the worst of the worst. It, it It's a great job. Um, and, and like anything, and I think that you can attest to this. And I think that most of the people that are, are watching this who are especially in law enforcement, but not even in law enforcement, um, can attest to that what makes a job even better is the team. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. You could have, uh, you could have,
1: I don't know, you know, if you if you have a a group of guys that that really gel together, I don't care if it's a really shitty environment that you work in. I mean, you can't beat that. It, it you know, good leadership, a good team of guys doesn't matter what environment you're in, you will thrive and you will succeed. I mean that that is crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, we've hey, probably both worked with shitty
0: shitty teams, um, shitty teams and, and shitty leadership, and, and absolutely. We'll, we'll never. Get into the specifics of that. We obviously. won't dime you guys out who were
1: our <laughs> shitty bosses. You know who you are. Oh, yeah. Anyways, so... How, how did we meet? So, yeah, we'll get into how we met. um Small world. Uh Billy and I actually learned that we lived next door to each other or, I don't know, I, what, within it, a five, few houses. Five houses? Yeah, a
0: few houses away from each other. And And being the detective that I am, I learned this because he had a police car in his driveway. Yeah. My canine car
1: gave that away, <laughs> parked in my driveway and every day, uh, but it
0: yeah, it's really so hard.
1: Billy and I met, uh, uh, we were on a call one night and like, again, I work for city. He works for the sheriff's department, but we do help each other out a lot, uh, especially during a major incident. This was a major incident. Um, actually, I actually, I, I got involved in a shooting in this one. And after the shooting was over, I mean, cops from all over obviously show up to stuff like that. So I walk kind of down to the edge of our i guess containment line, and uh it was all over with uh Billy was standing there, and we're kind of chatting and um you know I'm kind of letting my adrenaline run off, and you're like you're standing there, and you go hey uh who's the who's the canine guy that that lives on this particular street
0: in this neighborhood and i'm like I'm like shit that's me well in and, and I had no idea of his involvement in this call just so you know yeah you didn't know what it, yeah you didn't and, know and by like so i i showed up after after, after you after your involvement we'll just yeah. call it after your involvement with it and they're like hey go uh go stand across the street and from this incident and they'd moved the perimeter back and uh so i'd been sitting there for at least a half hour maybe even more across the street yeah. looking at a house where, well, um, where, where situations had been, it was dealt we'll with say it, solved. If you guys so, were, solved. yeah. If you're wondering, it was
1: an, an armed guy. Um, he had explosives and it was a shootout. Um, we ended up, up winning that. And so we had to evacuate a bunch of houses and push people back. And so that's why we were kind of stuck on an outer perimeter.
0: Well, but, we also had, a. Uh, an EOD or a, a, a bomb environment to this one. And I think yeah. that's why I ended up being a, like, I, I would say that at some point I was like one of the closer guys, but yeah, not that close and, and the inner and, perimeter, inner perimeter. And, and while I say that the dang, the, the major danger of the armed suspect had been um, neutralized dealt with.
1: Yeah. He was neutralized.
0: Okay. We'll go neutralized.
1: So, Anyways, we're kind of sitting down there and bullshitting with each other. And he's like, hey, who's the canine guy from your department that lives on the street? And I'm like, well, should, should I say the street? No, <laughs> we're not going to tell where we live. But I'm like, that's me. And he's like, no shit. I live right right around the corner from you. And I said, no way. So we kind of started kind of talking with each other. And I, I still don't think you knew that I had been involved in this whole thing. And um, I don't maybe, think I knew until I got home. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think some guys were like, who was the shooters involved in this? And, um, like I, I wasn't and another two other guys, two other officers were, and obviously when you're involved in a shooting, you get, you know, you get taken back to the station. You're not allowed to talk to anybody. And, um, again, that'll be for another episode, but anyways, um, that's how we originally met. And then before I got, you know, taken off to the station by all these other guys, um, I think maybe that's when you found out I was involved, but you're like, Hey, after this, let's, let's grab a beer. And I'm like,
0: hell yeah, let's do it. You know, it actually, I, I don't remember, but it wouldn't have changed. I've been still like, Hey, let's grab a beer. Yeah. You we know, do like, like okay. to drink beer. You um, know. so I wish we could like pan this. <laughs> yeah. This camera. And you guys would be looking like,
1: oh, you would man. think we're at a
0: brewery. Yeah.
1: We're yeah. not. We actually, if you guys want to know where we're recording this, um, maybe I shouldn't admit this, but we turned my kids playroom into half of a studio and I'm not sure if that's fucked up or not, but
0: I mean, we're going to clean up the beer so it won't be, it won't be that effed up or fucked up. Oh dude, we can cuss. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we can cuss. Yeah. It won't be that fucked up because this is our podcast. We'll clean up the beer. We're not going to leave some beer bottles around for the kids to play with.
1: Yeah. So maybe we'll share some photos with you guys of a half playroom, half podcast room, studio, with beer bottles. But anyways, yeah. So, uh, that's how we met. And, um, I will never forget. I, I started paying attention to where he told me he lived. And I remember driving by his house one day and Billy's out there in uh, short shorts. And this is how he gets his nickname Hillbilly, but he's out there in short shorts wearing cowboy boots. And it's like a hundred degrees outside and he's mowing his lawn. And I'm like, Holy shit. Is that the guy that I met the other night you at gotta work? You got
0: to wear boots when you're two in yard work. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. I mean, well, wait, like, you, do you wear flip-flops?
1: You probably do. No, I wear shoes because I don't want to chop my feet off. But I've never worn shorts, like short shorts with cowboy boots. I, I have never done that. See,
0: his short shorts are, are are not that short. They actually. So. Wait, you know what? Now that I think about it. They were uh, they were at one time these shorts were pants. Yeah, I think they were jean shorts that you cut. No, I think these were like uh, Daisy some dupes. camo pants that uh, I had for a while, and I I don't remember, but I do remember I thinking know, to what, myself. Whatever. Either either way, they, I'm not going to say that I don't have any jeans that are cut off, but um,
1: he does. I've seen him, and I remember <laughs> thinking to myself, "Holy shit, that's the guy that I met at work the other night." And uh I don't know, I guess after that we kinda hit it off, started having beer together, and then now it's kind of like every time we get together and he comes over or whatever, and we hang out in in the driveway and, and have some beers it, it driveway because I'm, like,
0: I'm rarely allowed in the house. I'm yeah. I'm like that. We hang out our front a lot. I'm that stray dog that you're like, Oh, that, that dog's kinda cool, but you know, hey, you're not letting that in the house, right? It stinks. Yeah.
1: But usually, it, it usually we're like, beer. <laughs> well, usually we're like, Hey, let's just come over and have a beer. And, and one beer turns into like a lot of beers. I mean, it's never like one beer. Oh yeah. So, no,
0: I, I've never had one beer over here.
1: Anyways, that's how we met. And, uh, yeah, shit. I mean, we've been friends ever since. Um, you know, I've been, uh, stoked for what he's done in his career and shoot. I mean, I don't know. We've done some pretty wild, wild stuff at work. I, th- I think that's, us.
0: I think that's a huge point that you say is like, I've been stoked for what you do in your career. And, and I appreciate that. First of all, um, second of all, I've always been stoked for what Kyle did in his career. And, and I think that's what, um, you know, we mentioned on the team and everything and, and uh, we both been on small teams, very small teams yeah. from, from all levels. Um, My department went from a clusterfuck of patrol, if you want to call it um, where, you work with different people every day, different, I think we had like six or seven shifts in a day yeah, and, and a someone, someone who might know this platform might be able to clarify. Um, but then we went to, uh, what we call the, the team team atmosphere. And yeah, I know the that, teams,
1: that that's a, po- that's kind funny of a popular is, thing
0: is yours is your teams. Like you guys do teams, right?
1: We have specific teams, but, um, but they're different it, than ours. It's different, yeah. You guys do the team concept, which is overlapping with other teams throughout the week, and you really don't well, gel well, with one particular team. No, we have no, no. I, teams. I think
0: you're wrong. So we, so we do. Um, we have three shifts, um, which is probably what most departments have. We have a a day shift, a swing shift, and a graveyard. Yep. And they have a very short, um overlap overlap that's the word i'm looking for um and then we have two sides of the week is what we call it and every shift whether it's days graveyards I, i i did that weird days swings or graveyards Yeah, you did it backwards but um they have one day between the two teams that overlap because obviously we work four days a week um I don't know if you know this, there's seven days in a week. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, I, you know, sometimes I got to explain things to the pretty boy. over yeah. there. But, um, so, th- so therefore there's one day, you know, four and four, eight days, seven days in a week. Um, they have different days, but they're an overlap day. And, um, the cool thing about those overlap days is that, uh, it's kind of a, a team day. So you're not responsible on that overlap day for the calls for service, yeah. And it it becomes a training day. It becomes a
1: proactive day. Go proactive up, day.
0: It. Um, it becomes a hey, what's the issue in the department? Which um, I don't know. What, I don't know if you guys have it because I, I've driven through your department area a few times and I don't see the issue that we have. But a lot of the times it becomes a homeless issue. Oh yeah, no, we have plenty of homeless. I, I we got them beat, which is never a fucking thing to be proud. I of, think every
1: sit. I think everybody listening right now is going to sit here and think we have we have a homeless problem too. I think everywhere does. It's so bad right now. We don't know no, what we, to do with them. Yeah, no, I mean, but that's a whole. That's a. Well, I, we're not, not going to get into that because yeah, there's. We a, don't like, care to talk about the homeless because they're not fun.
0: <laughs> no, they're not fun, and there's nothing like. Please, if you if you have a cool homeless story. I would love yeah. to hear about it. Share it. Um, I don't have one. And do you have a cool homeless story?
1: I mean, no shit on Christmas one year. I, I felt bad for this guy and he was homeless and they delivered Christmas meals to us. And because we were working and I legitimately went to this homeless guy to give him my, my Christmas dinner. And he basically told me to fuck off. He didn't want it. And I was like, dang, I thought I was doing a really nice thing on Christmas for this homeless guy. and He told me to fuck off. <laughs> And he didn't want my dinner. So I don't know. They're not all like that, but um, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole talking about homeless people. But um, anyways, I don't even remember what the hell we were talking about other than how we met and what, what we do. But um, let's kind of get into where we want to go with this podcast, why people should tune into it. Some of our guests that we have coming up, which is awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, our first guest that we're going to have on is Melissa. She's an EMDR therapist. And, uh, for those of you, uh, who don't know, I own a separate business doing training for law enforcement and it's called Showberg tactical consulting. I could put the description of that in the link in of course our he's comments. He's got his own
0: business. Yeah, of no, course I'm I, going yeah, to. I, I would too. I mean, I'm nobody. And I, so like if, if I went into, uh, a, a classroom environment and talked you about you would dig it. I I know I would dig it, but like, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know. Um, I don't have what Kyle has to talk about. To we just uh, have different, different. We have ex- different backgrounds, but um, I would go to Kyle's thing for sure. Or yeah, I mean, class to class. Yeah, is it a class it's or a class. seminar? No, it's a class. And, yeah, and I would go to it, and uh, I've heard some of it, and from what I've. I've seen it's a great class but um yeah I mean so really it costs money and he, he for some reason he won't give does me a cost free money. he won't give me a free yeah. things and I did and, free know,
1: I'm my cheap. own time so yeah <laughs> I mean so about Melissa um you know I was in I've been involved in four shootings at work and after my third one you know I started experiencing some post trauma I think even before my third one I was uh, definitely having symptoms of it but that was something I kind of harbored and and you can probably agree that and everybody that's listening can agree in the law enforcement world. Um, that was something that you just didn't really talk about. Even if you had issues, like you just, you just didn't talk about it. I, I mean,
0: I agree. Like not only have you not only talked about it, but I mean, your, your situation is kind of extreme. Um, Whereas I I think that those who have not been in law enforcement enforcement, who listen to this go like, oh, yeah, I can understand why you've had uh, post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD and and why you did this. But I think that you got to look at um, from anything, anything from I know people who've worked corrections their whole career or have worked uh, patrol and never been in. Yeah, it doesn't have to be shootings. uh, the you know, the, the extreme situation as you want to call it it's the atmosphere. And I, and I think that the, the day, the day that you enter this job and the day that you say, Hey, look, this is what I want to do. And I want to help the people. And I want to, you know, I want to do what I, I want to go out there and I want Serve, to catch yeah. bad guys. Um, You change.
1: Yep. You absolutely do. And I, I will preach that until the day I die. There's no way you get in this job. I don't care what you do in the first responding community whether you're a firefighter, EMT, paramedic, doctor, nurse, um, military,
0: it doesn't matter. Military. Yeah. I mean, it changes you. You will change, but, but, but I think that, um, all careers will change you in a way. Um, no matter what, I mean, I mean you to certain way you identify by your career a lot. And, um, if we have the time, I want to get into a little bit of before law enforcement because, in my opinion, I think that before you become a cop, who you are and not just as a person but what you've done before getting into law enforcement definitely can can guide you in a different path and can um yeah can can make you into the cop that you are at, yeah. at five years to thirty years, yeah, hopefully I not mean, more than thirty. God, I hope not
1: for all these young guys starting, it's like it's longer than thirty, yeah like suckers. Mm, uh. But yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, you there comes a point where, um, you know, you you experience so much, and unfortunately, I mean, you sign up for it, right? Like we sign up for this job, you see a lot of negative, bad things in this job. I mean, we we're, we're not dealing with the good side of people. Like that's not what our job is. Even
0: I would say even good people that we deal have, with, have we're not dealing too. we're not dealing with they're good times. Yeah. No. And and, and that goes on both sides, suspect and victim. I mean, um, when you're the victim of the kind of a crime, it's, it's probably not the best day of your life. And no, a lot of 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 times times it's it's the worst day of your life. Right.
1: Really traumatizing to a lot of, a lot of people being victimized. One time can traumatize you the rest of your life. So for us, I mean, we deal with that. We work in really busy areas and we're dealing with that multiple times a day. Every single day we show up to work, it's call after call of just either people
0: being victimized. um, And not so much for me anymore, like the day-to-day. like I I don't go call to call to call anymore, but... But you know what I'm talking about. I've been there, and and I think that we all... We see the worst
1: of society. We all can relate, right? Um, Yeah. So, I mean... Um, getting back to why we're having Melissa come on is, um, and back to my class that I teach, is uh, after my third shooting, I started having a lot of these symptoms. I didn't, never wanted to talk about it. I, I hit it. And um, after a certain point, it kind of started to boil over. And I recognized it of myself. And I knew that I was going down in a direction I didn't want to go. Um, and we've seen a lot of guys go down that path and they never recover from it. Um, and quite frankly, suicide is the number one leading cause in law enforcement death year after year. So, um, and that's unfortunate
0: because there, there are avenues and there are, it it's unfortunate and it's, it, it's almost 100% preventable, I think. Yeah. And, and I'll never throw a 100%, but I mean, um, it, it is preventable and, and it's, it's actually on partners, friends, family. Yeah. I department, mean, department huge. Obviously we all know the department has, Um and I and I and I wanted to ask you this because um my department's a little bit little (laughs) my department's a lot bigger than your department yeah way bigger um and with big departments become we have big resources right so um I know I know and and it's not really my path it's not really um while I've been in some we'll call them medium traumatic. Some hairy situations. I've been in hairy situations that have, that fortunately have, uh, come out very well for, worked for it, it for, worked its way out. Work, worked its way out for a lot of people involved. But, um, if I had issues with that, I always had, I had resources to reach out to. And me personally, I never reached out to those people. And, um, probably to this day, did either. I, I probably to this day, I don't know if I would. If I, it would be my initial thing. I, I mean, we have peer support, we have um, chaplain services, yeah, which which actually too. is a regional thing, which would serve um, his department too. But um, we have all these resources. Um, I would never reach out to him. That's just that's just not, you know, because we're tough. We're, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're. Yeah. Oh, I'm a badass. Whatever. I don't need that. I'm I'm good. Um, but I think that what's really helped me out with the medium i'm gonna go with medium yeah medium's good i'll, I'll give you medium medium <laughs> with the medium traumatic situations is that i've, I've reached out to friends and, and kyle's yeah. been one of those um especially your friends that have been through the major because mm-hmm. Any- i'm a medium but you know if you always go up you're gonna be like oh yeah and uh K- kyle's been a great resource for me um to be like hey and and you know most of the time it's just shooting the shit, right yeah, being like, "Hey," and you are like, "Oh, yeah, you know this, 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 this," and you know this is what I do, this is what I don't do, and um, while well, he's no expert, actually, fuck, you might be at this point, Depends. but um, but Melissa's gonna be Melissa's our expert. She's the, she's you guys, the expert, and and you guys are gonna dig that oh, podcast. Yeah. You are gonna be like, "Oh man,"
1: um, she'll dive into, she's really gonna dive into what EMDR therapy is um, and how it helps with post-trauma. It's, uh, it's, uh, really, it's an underutilized therapy for any first responder really. And the sad part is, is nobody really, not a lot of people know what it is. And when I do my class, um, and I, and in my class, I debrief all my shootings I've been in and how to respond to a critical incident. Um, and I talk a lot about, um, things that I've been involved in, but how it affected me. And I think that's not the sexy part of a lot of these stories is how, I mean, you're kind of the sexy part of it. From what I yeah. Hear, you but know? I mean, I leave that part out. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I really emphasize on the fact that, you know, a lot of times people hear when guys are involved in stuff like that, they think that's really cool or, um, they think it's badass. but the problem is, is I guess at face value, you may think it is, but, there is a consequence that comes to, to, uh, to stuff like that. And it doesn't have to well, be shootings.
0: Well, there's a consequence to everything we do.
1: Yeah. But I, w- but my main thing is like, it doesn't always have to be a shooting. Um, to me, it could be, we deal a lot of with like uh, a cha- baby deaths um, when children die. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, mean, shoot, I don't think anybody wants us to go there, terrible. but I mean, um, yeah, yeah, we do I mean, a lot with
0: that. So, I mean, we can go as simple as, I don't know if you can see this, but I mean, like, you know, Those like, are his battle wounds. You know, small injuries that we get, and and they're they're not like this is, this is nothing, right? No, I would I would hope that it's if this is the worst injury I ever get in my career, I will high five myself and I will high five everybody around me and I will be like, yeah, I I made it through unscathed. I mean, we've had friends that have died in this job, and Billy's worked with guys that have been shot
1: and killed at work. Um, he's had a friend that was shot and killed at work. Yeah, so, I had a
0: I had I actually had a good friend. Um and and it's funny because um when you're in a large department and I don't know if we have we have time to, to dig into this a little bit or do we want to wait for another thing? We can make that another show, but okay. I mean, you can, you can Just go basically in a little bit. you know, like um when when you lose someone in the department, it's it's traumatic, right? No matter who it is. Um in larger departments, unfortunately, it's going to happen more than uh, smaller departments um and and i don't know if there's like a ratio or statistic or whatever it is um you know in in my career i've lost lately it's been i think i I think in my in my Uh, so every two years basically statistically someone in my department is going to be killed in the line of duty and that's (laughs) and that's not necessarily yeah you could probably add another four or five in that that have been shot Um, you can add another few that have been traumatically injured and you probably add uh, one or two that have committed suicide, which is another thing that we'll, we'll get Mm -hmm. into. Um, but in large departments, some of the good and some of the bad is that is that, um, while I know of, or I know people on my department, pretty much all people in my department, I wouldn't necessarily call them. You know friends i'm not hanging out with them they're not you know people that i call for yeah they're acquaintances they're acquaintances yeah. like i know them and um in law enforcement no matter what i'll always have their back or whatever yeah and and that that's not even department wise if kyle's apartment and i think it's vice versa actually i know it's vice versa um you know we we always have each other's back but um i have had a situation which is kind of probably the leading of my ptsd um is that I've had a a friend of mine who was was killed and and it sticks with you. It yeah. it honestly does. Yeah. You know, it's it's been I I can't even I don't it's I've been f- I think 3 I've, years this year. At least 3 years. Yeah. Um and it's it's something that you you don't forget.
1: Yeah, so I mean Like we said, I mean, uh, it doesn't have to be a particular incident. Um, PTSD does exist in in law enforcement and and anybody in the first responder community. Um, It is very, it's not talked about a lot. And, you know, when I started my business doing what I'm doing, traveling around doing that, uh, I want to make it known to everybody that it doesn't really matter what you've been involved in or how long you've been in the job that things come up. And if you're experiencing certain symptoms, then you need to get help before it progresses into something major. Um, and so that's why we're going to bring Melissa on. She's going to describe to you, go in depth with what EMDR therapy is. Uh, that's the type of therapy that I did. And I'm telling you it, I think it fucking saved my life. I mean, um, a lot of my friends didn't even know that I was suffering from, from that stuff. So, no i I mean i and as I catch it you secret. consider
0: me a friend, right
1: um, yeah, I mean like
0: a half friend right yeah you're you're like one notch above an acquaintance, yeah, 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 so I mean like <laughs> that's a win in my book, yeah, but um i honestly when uh I knew Kyle through I knew Kyle through, I met him on his second sec, to that last, was my second shooting, yeah, and i I knew you very very well or pretty well on your last one. Yeah. This was my fourth one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I knew you pretty well on that. And, um, I didn't, you know, we didn't talk about it. I mean, we we talked about, we talked about the incident. I think I was, yeah, I got shot in the vest on that one.
1: And my, the guy tried killing my dog and, uh, I remember being in the hospital and you're like, you're like, dude, are you okay? I'm like, well, I'm in the hospital right now. Yeah, no, I, I
0: remember hearing, um, so you were on surveillance and like, yeah, I don't, like I don't southern, know where I was like at Southern California or something. I was either, yeah, no, I was, you I was, far away. Not, I was not close to our department, but, um, you know, law enforcement, you hear about things, um, especially when it's a, it's literally a neighbor agency, like, yeah. um, doors touch doors. Right. I mean, or, uh, you know, your, your wall touches our wall. Right. Yeah. Um, on both sides. I yeah, would say, yeah, yeah on uh, you know three of three of four sides. If you yeah. want to make it a square, which it's not, but um, so I heard. I heard about um, a canine officer who was shot, and actually, what it, and it's funny because you hear different things. I heard a canine officer was shot, and his dog was shot. His dog is is not going to make it, but it seems like the officer is okay. And I knew. I knew Kyle and I knew and I knew him well enough to know, hey, Kyle works night, and I knew his agency to know that. And correct me if I'm wrong. Generally, you don't have two dogs on, right? Uh,
1: we overlap um, during a period of our shifts, so at at some point during our shifts, we do have two dogs on. But um, so for so, for only a certain part of the day.
0: So at least in my mind, I'm I'm thinking there's a fifty percent chance that this is my yeah. friend. And actually, knowing Kyle, I was pretty much sure it was a hundred percent chance because Kyle seems to be a shithead magnet or I don't I know. I'm sure you've heard it all, but you you seem to yeah. find the bad guys better than most. We'll just say I think
1: the bad guys find me and they fall in my lap and then people think I'm a shit magnet. I'm like it kinda just you've you heard, you heard, you
0: heard shit magnet like yeah. what a million times. A lot. Yeah. But um I remember thinking it and I was like, so you don't want to like call the guy up and be, cause you know if they've been involved with, and this was pretty rapidly after it that I heard about it. Um, so, you know, I, I knew that if it was him, he's obviously going to be dealing with whatever he has to deal with both administrative and, and medically, because I heard that he got, um, got tagged. Um, so I don't even know what exactly I said, but, it, um, I generally try to come at it a little lighthearted. <laughs> um, cause I don't want to be like, yeah, like, hey, bro, everything okay? I, I don't know, <laughs> bro. I don't like using bro either. But, um, hey, man, everything okay? And and I don't know exactly what I said, but it was uh, somewhere on those lines. And Kyle of course said, yeah, I'm hit, or I got hit. I'm okay, everything's fine, or something. Hit me in the vest. I'm not. I'm you know not injured or something. Um, then, I was like, cool. Kyle's fine. I don't care about Kyle. Uh, he'll be all right like uh and that's that goes back to uh the whole ptsd thing and you know moving on or whatever um and how we as cops generally deal with things um which is what we'll get into a lot of humor there's humor and there's uh which
1: some people find grotesque they're like how could you joke about that And it's like i mean i feel like if we didn't be fucking humor. depressed all the time. It, I think it goes a little bit beyond humor. It's yeah. humor and making fun of, it's right? It's not Humor, like, like, like we like, don't I mean, find don't it funny, but it's like
0: I don't know. I mean, shit, it's not humor towards the situation. No. It's humor towards the person. Yeah, just I don't know. That's how we make our. That's how we get through it. Um, but I, I think honestly, my concern once I heard that Kyle is gonna be completely fine, I knew that I didn't know the because ex- I knew that Kyle would definitely tell me like, oh yeah, I'm I'm okay. Like that doesn't mean that his arm isn't blown off. Right. Cause, yeah. cause if you know, Kyle, you know that he's not going to be like, "Dude, my arm's gone. Um, and send me pictures, which I'm like, thank God. But, uh, you, you automatically go towards, um, how was Axel? That's honestly what I thought. Um, Kyle's fine. Yeah. But I heard that I'd heard that he was fine before I talked to him. Um, but I also heard that, that Axel was done and, and do we want to get into like the bond of canine and everything? Or do we want to? Work I mean, that? we get, I mean,
1: the, the reality is, is there anybody that's a dog handler that listens or, or what? I mean, <laughs> Not even there's a, a special you know
0: bond between a dog handler and a dog. And I think it's specialer than the normal person, but I think that there's a bond between man and dog, no matter what. Absolutely. Cause yep. I it, have, I have three dogs. I've never been a handler, but, um, and, and exciting
1: news is, uh, we're going to have Mike Ritlin on this show and he'll. He can definitely explain that.
0: Okay. I'll I'll, gets, I'll wait for a lot of questions about that then. Yeah. For, uh,
1: for those of you that don't know. For a
0: real badass, not Kyle. Yeah. I Mike, mean, Mike like Rillan's someone a, who's actually cool.
1: Yeah. He's a retired Navy SEAL uh, dog handler and trains dog for the SEAL teams and trains personal protection dogs. But, oh, and I forgot to mention, I got to be on his podcast. Oh. That was pretty cool. Oh, you were on his podcast? Yeah, I was. Mic drop. Go check it out. Episode 72. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, there is a special bond between dog and handler. Um, in this situation, yeah, the guy shot the dog or shot, tried to shoot my dog point blank in the face and grazed him, grazed him in the face. Luckily, the dog survived. But we can talk about some of these stories later on. Um, I can share videos and and some of the things I have for for those. But getting back to kind of the post-trauma. Uh, why we're going to have Melissa on the show. Do, do I keep taking
0: us away from the, no.
1: the story? No, nah, it doesn't matter. The cool thing about our own podcast is we can do whatever the hell we want and it doesn't matter because it's ours. So if you don't like it, turn it off.
0: Or but, actually, better yet, if you don't like it, tell us and then like, yeah, tell us why. And you can where say, you, where you guys want it are to go. jackasses. Uh, could you? Stay well, don't on say script? that because we
1: know that. I mean, like, we actually don't have a script. We're kind of just we're winging it. That's that, that was kind of when we got together, we're like, let's do this. Um, well, we've put okay. a lot of effort into this actually. Yeah. With equipment and stuff like that. But like when we talked about like, what is going to be how we're going to go about doing the podcast, we're like, fuck it. We're just going to, we're going to just, Oh, wing dude, it. it's
0: like, it's like two sentences of yeah, what our podcast is going to be. Yeah.
1: So anyways, which I, honestly, it, it might not even be that who knows. Um, yeah, so we're gonna bring Melissa on. She'll explain um, EMDR therapy, and I I strongly suggest everybody listen to it. Um, you're gonna get so much value out of it. Like I said, I did the therapy myself, and it's a type of therapy for specifically for first responders, military guys that have been involved in um, some type of post traumatic um, incident.
0: Um, so well, well, I think that like uh, it's easy for you to say that you should listen to it. I think it's easy for him to say that, honestly, Maybe. because he's been through it and he, he's seen what it's done and helped him out. I think that you have to look at someone like me who, um, honestly, I've never met Melissa. No. Um, I don't know what EMDR is necessarily. I uh, I actually had to Google it because Kyle kept talking about it. It stands for
1: eye movement, reprocessing, and desensitization is the type of therapy. So if EM, you want to Google it, Google des- it. No,
0: no, desensitization Wait, yeah. E-M-D-R. But you said, you said R-D. No, 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 whatever. He doesn't listen listen. to it. No, you're right. I don't, but. um, Google it. Google it. No, so Google it. But um, I am, I will tell you from, I literally, this is 40% of my podcast. No, we'll we'll say 50, 50, 50, (laughs) 50% 50 of my podcast. Um, I am the most excited about having Melissa on because. I don't know anything about it. And, um, yeah. you know, you look at like, let's say Mike Ritland, who, um, will be on here. Um, he's known. He's a badass. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to talking to him too. But, um, Melissa is the real deal and really can help all of us out. And I'm, I'm literally looking to it to be like, Hey, when I, when I come out of that conversation with her, um, hopefully I'll be allowed to talk to her a little bit off camera too. Oh, for sure. And, uh, you know, get my own points and everything. And and I think that that's big for you guys too is um, if you have the questions that you want to, first of all, Google it so you know what it is because I'll Google it and do a little more studying before she comes on. But um, ask us before, ask us now Um, because when she comes on, we're not going to get her back on. Well, not right away. We won't get her back on, but we probably could get her back on. She'll be
1: live in person here.
0: Um, so the questions that you want to know about, we won't be able to ask her when she's gone, at least for probably several years, to be honest. But, um, you yeah. know, we, we can always we can always circle back to questions that you guys ask. But um, you don't want to ask. You don't want to ask me. Don't ask you, after the fact. You don't you probably could ask Kyle. You definitely don't want to ask me, but you definitely want to ask <laughs> Melissa about yeah. EMDR. Um, you you go to the expert. Yeah. So, um, we're, we're super excited
1: to have her on. I think it'll be, that'll be a big deal. Um,
0: and she's cool too. From what I heard, she's not, um, she's not, um, doctor. Here's the thing about therapy.
1: Yeah. The thing about
0: therapy is, um,
1: if you're going to do it, you have to go meet the therapist, do the one-on-one thing. If you're not, if you don't click or connect with the therapist, then don't, don't go back, find a different one. And, don't forget, they work for you. You don't work for them. So, um, I've had so many times where where uh, officers are like, "Yeah, I went, I did the therapy, and I really didn't click with the therapist, and we weren't jiving. And my first advice to them is get rid of them. You're wasting your time because if you're not clicking with that person and you're not feeling it, um, to me, you're wasting your time. So, yeah, if you're if you're doing any type of therapy or if you're going to do MDR. Um, go vet out these therapists and make sure that number one, they're legit and they know what the hell they're doing. But, uh, if you're not connecting with them, get rid of them because you're wasting your time and potentially if you're paying money for it, you're wasting money. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited to have her on. Um, yeah, I'm, you guys will get a lot of value out of of it. And, um, well, and and I think that's
0: the premise. The premise of this podcast is not, um, you know, we could be blowhards all day long and sit here and tell you, "Oh, I've done this." Um, yeah, and That's this not guy what this can tell is about. you about he's done this, and we can get um, we can get the most badass motherfuckers on the planet. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can. I don't know, um, but we could get some badass dudes on here, and they can be like, "I've done this, I've done that," which is cool.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I definitely want to hear from those people, but um, I definitely want to know how it can help me. Being selfish about it, and um. I want to turn that into how it can help you guys, because this is, you know, we're, we're all first responders or not all of us listening to this, but, um, you know, us, we're first responders and I think that anybody listening to this has a desire to help. Right. Yeah. And what do we look for to help? And these are things that can help us help and help us be better first responders and deal with our own issues. Because um, we all have, we all, first responder. Is there a Everybody. second responder? Is second responder a thing?
1: Um, I've never heard of it, but there probably is. Can I want It could be now. firefighters. No, I oh, know. Yeah, no, we oh, should. Yeah. We're going to have some firefighters Ooh, on yeah, the show. I'll wait for that one. Yeah, we have some firefighters lined up to the show. But, I, um, you, you we'll know, call, when they're on, we'll call them second responders and we'll just see what they say.
0: We'll yeah, see if they I get mean, pissed
1: off or not. I mean, I guess it'll
0: be two on one, so we could probably take them. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They don't have their hoses with them, so we're good. (laughs) (laughs) No, we respect the hell out of firefighters. Oh, dude,
0: more, more. You guys are awesome.
1: Yeah. We know you get way jacked up when a fire call comes. And actually,
0: actually, that's an interesting point. Is um, people there? If you're if you're not law enforcement or fire or even I don't know whatever um out there you you might think oh cops and firefighters you know how they they don't like each other or there's an argument between them i'd be like yeah there's actually no argument between us Um, nah. there's a there's actually a friendship yeah it's such a strong friendship that we talk shit to each other oh fuck totally much like this like i will we you'll hear me shit. throughout this podcast and you'll hear kyle definitely on uh, calls when we're on calls together shit about each oh other. we always talk yeah we talk shit and and it between agencies, between what you've done, what I've yeah. done, um, you as a fucking person—I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's we'll, we'll talk that's shit, actually right? a good. Ex- that's a good um um a segue into um. It doesn't matter in our job. It doesn't matter where you're a firefighter. What whatever, whatever, right? I mean, you work at a different agency. Um, when it when when the time comes and we and bad shits happening and we all come together it is amazing to see a bunch of people come together that don't know each other that are no shit willing to die for each other. I've seen it. We see it all the
0: time. And that's, uh, that goes, like you said, it's amazing. uh, Nurses, doctors, firefighters. Um, I have, I've recently went to the hospital. Um, not because I need to go to the hospital, but because, um, I had to take someone else to the hospital, but, um, it was it was crazy to see the the nurses just hey let me yeah. help you out let me help you out let me help you out and you're like no 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 I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine you did and, get a couple
1: uh, little boo boos from tackling somebody we already showed you what Billy's boo boos were but uh, yeah you know
0: actually but but I mean there but these are like literally like I wanna I wanna talk shit about him using the word boo boos <laughs> yeah um, they gave I him fucking it, band-aids when he left the hospital that's uh, considered a boo boo but. There was no reason for me to go to the hospital uh, for my injuries. Um, it's definitely something that I would have handled on my own. Um, and actually, um, fire had responded to the scene, and they were more than willing to help too. Can, so. can
1: I share a quick story about um, I, that I, to actually, this day, no. I get no, made you fun can. of. No, no, I'm kidding. I of mean, it's, it's kind of comical. There's actually a photo of it. I, I might, I might be able to get it and show it to you, but. One time I got in this foot chase with a guy. So I was doubled up with a partner. I was the passenger. We went out to arrest this guy. He took off on a bicycle. My dumbass <laughs> tried to chase him down on foot, and he's on a bike. My partner, who I thought might have come and picked me up in the car, he took off in the car after the the bad guy. So I'm running, sprinting down the sidewalk, trying to chase both of them, and. He may or may not have trying to been him, taking him out on the bike with the car. That didn't work. They end up going about, I don't know, no shit. Like, more, more than Man. like a half a mile down the street. Yeah. And I'm sprinting. They go in a neighborhood, and I'm I'm fucking gassed. Like, a Captain America uh, was gassed. Dude, I'm not a runner. And I was gassed. And I'm like, and I hear, I can't see him, but I hear the sound of a taser. Like, the, the clacking of yeah, a taser. Yeah. And I hear yelling, and I'm like, shit. And, oh, so I come around the corner and I see my partner. He's right. out of the car. Okay, real him. quick.
0: Did your adrenaline pump up a little bit? And you're like, okay, I being, yeah, the, being that never quit attitude that 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 we talk about. Oh yeah, like, it did. I kept. Um, you like, I'm going. dead tired. I, I'm sure but you I were. You're like, oh, I'm done. And if it was, if it wasn't for that situation, you'd probably been like, I'm walking. that I would have. I would have fucking quit. No, yeah, I would have. You would have left. Yeah, no, I would have. Or whatever. But, you I heard it because you're like, oh, I want to see what happened. But you yeah. but you heard it, and guess what? You I heard my partner yelling. It. You probably yeah. ended up sprinting again.
1: I did. I was sprinting and and by the time I got there, I could not breathe. And my partner was struggling with this guy. We end up getting on top of him. We we arrest him and get him in handcuffs. We're all we're all pretty gassed out, but no shit. I think I had a mini heart attack <laughs> and the fire guy showed up. They hooked me up to the um I don't know even know what it's called, but like they checked my heart rate or whatever and they were like, dude, EKG probably, right? Maybe. Yeah. The little, well, the little yeah. Ch- ch- they were like, they're like, dude, you're like, you're, you're fucking pinging pretty high. <laughs> Are you okay? And I'm like, I, like, no, I'm not. I couldn't fucking breathe. I thought I was going to pass out. So they it's like, funny give now. me the oxygen mask. And I'm like, huffing on this, puffing on this um, oxygen mask. And of course, some other, another cop shows up. He thinks it's funny. Ha ha takes a picture of course that shit went viral and did it, one go, of my did it go
0: viral or viral well within it was your, in our department, department. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. In our department but
1: one of my lieutenants to this day this was years ago he has it hanging in his office and i'm like dude you can take that down you don't <laughs> have but and you're a sergeant now god You're yeah. you're i thought i was gonna die you're the
0: one who's telling these people what to do now yeah it was horrible i thought
1: i had i, I think i did have a heart attack
0: it's, actually. it's funny um you brought up, and I, and I know we could go stories back and forth for another two hours probably, um, but you brought the chasing the bike down. Stupid. And it, and it reminded do me it. of this thing. So um, I get behind a moped.
1: That's even worse if you try to chase a moped oh, on foot.
0: It'll get way worse. Uh-oh. So I, uh, I, I run it because that's what we do, right? You run the license plate, and you're like, I run it. And all of a sudden, um, I don't know how you're do you guys call them MDTs? Yeah. Yeah. MDT mobile Datal, data mobile terminal. data terminal. terminal. MDT goes and it and, you know, it stolen. does it, it does its thing. And and for us, that meant stolen. And I think for a lot of agencies that probably all run the same yeah. systems. Um, and I go, Oh shit, cool. I got a guy, and I'm like, and and automatically I'm thinking pursuit, right? But then, like, it doesn't cross my mind that I'm going to go after a moped that's, what, yeah. top speeds? Like 25? 25. 25. That's embarrassing. We're in a res- residential area, too. So I'm, like, call it out. And um, being the younger <laughs> cop that I am, I light it up, right? Uh, like, um, uh, By lighting it up, he means pulling it over. I, I go to pull it over. And um, for us, knowing what I know now and being a – someone who has learned from their mistakes you wait for someone else to be there you probably yep. wait for canine yeah or um, air. for us we have we have air resources I mm-hmm. know a lot of your small agencies don't have that um even you as a small agency you don't have your own no but, but we uh, use yours but you know it's it's in the air it's there right mm-hmm. so you'll wait for it to show up um not me i I go screw it it's a it's a bow pad right Yeah, but who's riding the moped? So I light this moped up, and it goes, and we're going. We're going down the street. It takes off, right? I'm in a a patrol car that uh, (laughs) we'll say it it goes over 120 miles an hour. I know this for a fact, and I don't know if you know how fast your patrol cars go, but mine goes over, our departments go over 120 miles an hour. (laughs) Moped does not go near that residential lights it up and i'm like i'm behind i'm like i got this guy right it's a moped he hits a park and goes through the bowlers of the park which um are made so that a car cannot go yeah, through like
1: the concrete delineator yeah they're they're yeah.
0: your um post steel post is what these ones were yellow usually he goes through them so me just you know dog chase cat or whatever it is Put yeah. it in park, get out, and I start running. <laughs> oh my God. Um, That's worse than what I did. Needless to say, I did not catch the guy.
1: I bet you there's guy there's <clears throat> there's officers listening right now that are laughing. They're
0: like, I've done remember, that. Or or I remember yeah. that exact situation. And they're like, dumbass. Yeah. And it, it, it is. And um how many we can't even count. I can't count, and I'm sure you can't. How many dumbass things have you done? Oh my god! Every day. I think I did you just some there, dumbass like,
1: last night at work.
0: You're like, because it, it is. We we go into instinct and we go into our muscle memory. And for me, if someone runs, no matter what it is, yeah, you chase. I chase. Yeah, um, it's like, yeah, and that's instinct. actually gone very, very bad for some people. Yeah, in like, law enforcement, like
1: me. Like no, the last I, shooting we just talked about was a foot chase, and the guy pulled a gun and shot me.
0: I know exactly. Um, and and you actually—that's better than some, right? I, yeah. I know people that didn't live who live um, they chase and they didn't—they didn't think right because no. that's what we do. We we don't think sometimes, so. Nope. Um, Hopefully we all think, and we all, um, we can all look at this at the end and we can all come back to maybe this podcast, maybe it's something else, but maybe you get out of the car and you're like, I'm chasing this guy. And you're like, Kyle said, don't do that. And you're like, yeah, someone, and you tell someone, Kyle said, and they're like, who the fuck is Kyle? (laughs) Yeah. Or this weird bearded guy told me, don't do it. Then, uh, you know, if, if it's, if it happens once, yeah, once because of this podcast, I will be high fiving every single motherfucker on the planet. Yeah. Because um we we got into this job to protect the community and save lives. Yeah. And we protect more. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A lot of you know, a lot of this job when guys get hurt or killed or whatever, I I hate to say it, but it's it's human error on their part. I mean you watch a lot of these videos online now that are coming out, body cams and um we all have body cams now. Um you, sometimes you sit back and you watch those and you go, God damn it. What the fuck was he thinking? Or she was thinking, I mean, it comes down to bad officer safety. You're, you're too comfortable or you get complacent. And I always say again, in my class, I, I, I always pose a question. Um, what causes complacency? It's one word and it's success. If you're successful so many times doing something, you are going to become complacent. And eventually that will catch up with you. We're all going to so be complacent though. We do. And it's up to us to catch it. It's up to, I try to create a culture on, on my teams of if you see a guy on the team doing, you know, an officer safety issue or he's being complacent, he does something dumb. Um, I try to build this culture of, we should be able to call each other out on it and, and not have a grudge against the person that called you out on the, the issue. So you know, I've kind of made games out of it at work. Um, we do, like for me, um, we do push ups in my briefing. If a guy. <laughs> of course. In, you yeah, do. no shit. If a guy. Of course you do. If a guy does. Uh, the, if a guy on the team does something, has an officer safety issue or does something stupid, um, I've built this culture where we're comfortable calling each other out on it and to the point where we've kind of made a game out of it. And not that it's a game, but. Um, we have fun with it. The next day in briefing, we'll, we have that officer stand up. He has to stand in front of everybody in briefing and say what he did wrong and why, how it affected the whole team. Because if one guy does something dumb, it usually, um,
0: everyone gets sucked into it. Right. Because, uh, and and even not even that, if one guy does something dumb, not everybody on the team necessarily knows that it was dumb. Um, because They don't know, right? They may think that's the right thing. They may think that's, and and I think that um, when we talk about effective leadership, um, we brought it up several times, and I think effective leader, have we brought it up several times? But we will bring it up several times. Um, We talk about effective leadership, and effective leadership is is motivation. It's it's training. It's all kinds of different things. And um, so many times in law enforcement, we can look at our leaders and we can look at them as, Oh, that's the guy who's going to get me in trouble mm-hmm. or that's the girl who's going to get yeah. me in trouble or Hey, don't tell, uh, don't tell Kyle I did this and, um, lack of trust. I mean, it, it's like, it is, it's lack of trust. So as an effective leader to me working for good, very good leaders and I don't think I've ever had very bad leaders. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, um, you look at what they have done and we all learn, are you, are you basically, are you the leader you are now partially because of who has led you?
1: Oh, hundred percent. I, 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 take the bad and what I've seen of leadership and, and I, Actually, I obviously I know like
0: what not to do, but can I take that, that, that back a little bit and be like, are you not the leader you are now because of bad leadership, uh, not even bad leadership, but are you not because of the people you've worked with? Yeah. Because we we get leadership, I think, in my opinion, I've gotten leadership from uh, leaders, obviously. We all get it from leaders. But um, the people we work for, too. When you're that new new guy on patrol, um, there's that old crusty dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's been there for 30 years or whatever. And you look at that guy and you go, oh, he knows this, this, and this. But also, um, we can go into beat etiquette. Um, to another thing, and and if a guy's been in patrol for, especially in my department, for a very very long time, either they're just that badass guy that just wants to do patrol, which mm-hmm. there's plenty out there, yeah. Um, but there's also the few that they, they can't go anywhere. Yeah, they're, those are the
1: guys that get in trouble, and they're like they're stuck, and they're like that salty ass veteran. Those are the
0: guys you generally don't want to follow, but you learn from them. Yeah, you learn. You do learn. You learn leadership do, yeah. from them, actually, and I and I think that they they teach you. They teach you how to skate around um, yeah. bad leaders sometimes and how to, um, yeah, how, how to, they, they, I definitely have learned, I've learned good from every cop I've worked with. Yeah. Good or bad. No, I, I think I've learned good, like good from the bad, even from the bad. But I think that even the bad have taught me something good, some I, one I little thing, some that. little thing. And, and maybe yeah. it's just a, a nugget. A like, nugget of hey, yeah. this is how you write that report. Yeah. I, um, I will agree
1: with you. I will agree that um with bad leadership, sometimes those leaders do they will offer you little nuggets and um you should take those nuggets. Um but I Are I, you I, a yeah, bad I'll leader? I mean, I don't know, I guess we could ask the guys that I work with or that are no, I, I have. I, I have. I've I've talked to They're you. like, He sucks. He makes us do push ups when we
0: fuck no. up at work. No, like, uh, Kyle had your, you had your team. What you guys called a team, right? Oh yeah. Our team. Yeah. We just had a intershift shift team. Yeah. He had a, shift. He, yeah. had, uh, he had a bunch of people over and, uh, being, were they, were being they the hillbilly shit? drunk that I, no, 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 I'm not talking shit at all. I'm saying being the hill no, hillbilly. No, were they talking shit? Whoa. whoa, whoa. Hey. Yeah. We're going to talk right here. No, actually, no, they weren't talking shit, but all being right. the hillbilly drunk that I am, um, I was like free beer, right? So, uh, I came over Does that and, a lot and it, free it, pool, you know, it's, you know, it's four houses down, five, four five, yeah. whatever houses down. I showed up and hung out with, uh, some cops that I didn't know, honestly. Um, you know, they're, they're literally, uh, agency over and I didn't know them. And I, and at some point it's great. I think that it's also great because, um, at some point they might have my back or uh, yeah. I might have their back in a, in a major incident and it's good to know what, kind of people they are and it's good to know that there's a trust too yeah and what i got from your team is that they trust you and that they're trustworthy people and i think that when we come to law enforcement trust is
1: that's huge it's it's everything it's a big
0: yeah Yeah. it starts with trust everything starts starts with with community trust in the law enforcement yeah and officers trusting officers officers trusting sergeants yeah trusting lieutenants and um If you don't have trust, you have nothing really. If you don't have trust or you can't, you can't,
1: to me, trust is like the foundation to build everything else on top of that. And if you don't have that, I mean, you're, you are not going to be an effective leader. If you don't, if you don't have trust of your own people, I mean, I think trust, you're uh, you're going to transcends
0: all of, all of what we'd want to talk about because, you know, you want to talk about um, PTSD and therapy and EMDR and Melissa. If you never trusted Melissa you wouldn't talk to her. If yeah. you never trusted me, um, you wouldn't have told me some of the things you've been through. Yeah. Uh, if I didn't trust you, I wouldn't tell you the things I've been through. If I didn't trust you, I wouldn't have... I'm probably into this like 200 bucks for a mic, whatever I've been on. Nah, I'm not. <laughs> Way I'm more not than doing that. that. Is it 200? Or what? Shit. Our mics were like 250. Was, damn. <laughs> you guys should probably send us some money. No, nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need some sponsors, damn <laughs> sponsors, it. Sponsors, yeah. Yeah, I'll wear, I'll wear anything. You wear, yeah. me. give me a, give me a pink rainbow hat God or damn it. You want us to,
1: you want us to sponsor a fucking thong and, and a uh, goddamn bra. Like we'll make Billy
0: do it. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a shameless plug right there. To I know. I was almost like
1: begging. We're just
0: kidding. We're kidding. We, we don't care. We actually did all this for you. We actually, uh, are very successful in our careers and yeah um if we're uh, we don't need any or want any money from this yeah or i don't know i mean i'm guessing Fuck. you don't either
1: we definitely do not get paid for this um yeah. <laughs> i mean we've invested uh quite a bit of money to make this happen out of our own pocket but we don't you know it's not not what we're doing this for um, oh beer
0: sponsor though no if you got a beer sponsor yeah. that's uh yeah if you, the,
1: if you guys have a plug for a beer company i mean we will not deny it um in fact uh we will advertise your, your shit, beer dude, we feeling. could
0: get a, Big sign back. Like, yeah. we'll get rid of everything. Big signs. Of we'll that. wear the shirts. We'll wear everything.
1: Speaking of that, oh. I know our wall looks bare right now, but we do have a – we did have a custom flag made for our podcast, yes. um, which we are picking up your, this week. And that was
0: your friend who, who yeah. out of the kindness of his heart, because he believes Kelly, in Kelly us.
1: Woodworks. And uh, we will blast out his stuff. We'll hang his flag up here behind us. Um, when we and pick and literally, you're going to look at this
0: flag and you'll be like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing because... Um, yeah, he's the shit. I don't, I don't know what you guys have seen out there, but... And I mean, he's a cop and a canine handler. He's I a dog mean, handler. Kyle and I are both amateur carpenters, right? Yeah,
1: kind of. I mean, we bought tool belts. We watch a shit ton of YouTube videos on how to build stuff. And I feel like you could watch YouTube and... um Oh, you could build a house.
0: No, by but, but here's videos. what I'm saying. Here's where I go with this is, um could I build a flag for this podcast oh yeah yeah would it look like this no because fuck no like actually no if, because if we you have to have time, a certain machine to do it if we get the time we should build one and put it next to this and be like no nah, this is this is a professional one and this yeah. is this is too drugs i did
1: build my own i have it in the garage it's a canine flag oh yeah um, well, i could show it i mean i could show you it i built it myself i actually built everybody on our canine team we have he, five handlers he is an, an extra sketch yeah, <laughs> a cricket. He's a fucking cricket. No, just kidding. All right. Um, I guess maybe we should probably wrap this up. But um, oh, you can edit out all the stupid shit that you said. I mean, none of yeah. the. I mean, I didn't. Want, I said it was gold. I didn't want to edit a whole lot out of this because we kind of went into it like, let's just roll with it, and um,
0: if they like it, they like it. If they don't, then they no, I have and, to watch it. And please, I've said this. At least once, probably twice. Probably. Please give us some feedback because yeah, this is your show. It's not our show. Um, We're going to have fun doing it no matter what. And oh if, yeah. if one person listens to it and watches it, I'm still going to have fun. Here's if, the bottom uh, line. A million. I'm s- probably not going to change my fun level, but um please direct us in the way that you want this to go.
1: Here's the bottom line. Well, number one. The next time we're on, Billy will have matching headphones as me. They won't be white like that, okay? Wow. Number two, and those are knockoff beats, by the way. He brought whoa. this over, and he's like, I'm like, dude, uh, your headphones aren't in yet, um, but we had to get this done, and he's like, "Why well, I have a set of beats by Dre at my house, and I said, okay. I thought they may have been the same color as mine. Anyways, we made it work, and he shows up with these bright-ass white headphones, and I'm like, shit, dude. Um, but, doesn't match. but he's like well fuck it we could spray paint him I'm like well, we're not going to do that and then he goes and then he tells me because I'm thinking like they're expensive okay. like $300 headphones and he's like well they're knockoffs I got them at work for free
0: oh I mean I, I <laughs> was am, I not supposed to share I, that I am hillbilly I guess you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> he has a name you know, he has I, a name I for, do have for some, a reason some redneck engineering yeah. I guess we call it you know like if if the, you got to make things work you make things work anyways Um, I mean like Sony is, yeah, Sony, So so we're not going to give them shout outs
1: unless they pay us.
0: They're not going to pay us. No. Anyways, um,
1: here's the deal. We're going to be giving you guys, this is our first episode of just me and Billy, but, uh, we get way better. We have a lot of guests lined up for you guys. Um, like I said, our first guest is going to be Melissa. I, I strongly suggest you guys tune in when she's, uh, with us listen to that and watch that, that episode, share it with as many people as you can. But we have a lot of cool guests lined up Um, after that. So hopefully you guys tune in. Um, We're going to keep it real with you. Honestly, we're just a couple of street cops who have a lot of cool experiences and some cool stories to share with you guys. Hopefully you get some value out of it. Uh, We've made a lot of uh, mistakes in our career. We will share those with you so that Maybe you don't make those mistakes, but, um, yeah, I mean, do you have anything no, to
0: add? No, I, I really don't have anything to add, but, but bear with us because... Um, this is our we, first time. Bear, It's our first time, and we're, we're never going to do live comments. We're just not. We don't... That That's not no. where we're going to be. That's not who we are. Yeah. We uh, we don't maybe, need a bunch of people maybe, hating on us. Maybe we're not organized enough. <laughs> yeah, Whatever we'll, it is. We'll get um, there. But please... Tell us where you want it to go. And please, if you have, if, if you watch this one and you go, you guys suck. (laughs) Yeah. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Didn't didn't say it. I don't care. (laughs) just um, kidding. like I have very thick skin. I've been told way worse than anything you can tell me on this thing, especially behind a keyboard. Cause yeah, whatever. But hopefully you guys are going to tell us what you actually want to hear and what you want this to go to. And, um,
1: if they're watching on the YouTube channel. Then
0: give us a comment.
1: You can let us know um, what you want to hear. If you want to hear a particular story from us. Um, how, or, how can how can they
0: get in contact with us?
1: Okay, so you can contact us at uh, shotsfiredpodcast360 at gmail.com. So that's shotsfiredpodcast360 at gmail.com. You can go to my website, uh, www.kileshowberg.com that can that will be in the description um my pop my website's on there and you can check out what that's all about um my contact is on there if you want to shoot me a can email. i give him can i give him your personal phone number <laughs> i'm getting um, i'm getting new new sorry but um my sorry, Instagram. <laughs> yeah my instagram is uh i guess it's the ad symbol or we i think that's it's they just do it or yeah. It's, I'm new to Instagram. Like, I've only had it for just maybe a couple months.
0: but I've had it for a while, but I've never had to give out my... Yeah, we're not giving Instagram.
1: Billy's out because of what he does, and... And I don't really The care. guy has a goddamn beard for a reason at work, <laughs> and so we're not going to give his out. But um, I, I I don't mind giving mine out because it's tied to my business, but it's uh, Kyle underscore Schoberg, S-H-O-B-E-R-G. Uh, it's Kyle underscore Showberg. You can follow me on Instagram. We are going to advertise... Newly released episodes on the Instagram. Um And our YouTube channel is shots Fired podcast. That's our YouTube channel. And I think I saw somebody, I checked it out. And I saw somebody else on there that has the same name, but it's like,
0: well, you're going to see the two beautiful men and you're going to be like, yeah, that's the guys I want to talk Don't to. follow
1: them. They're like, they like talk about rap, like rap music videos and shit. I'm like, what the hell? Anyways, God damn it. They stole our idea. But follow us on YouTube if you want. Um, We are going to be releasing episodes once every few weeks. Um, We have quite a few guests
0: lined up. Um, How often should people start? I mean, and I'm asking because I want to know how much I have to work at this. Uh, this How how often are we going to release some stuff? Uh, on general, and, and guess what? I can tell you this right now we're not going to be uh, restricted by times. And if we say yeah. it's going to be uh, if we go over an hour, well,
1: that's uh, sorry, we, we don't have a specific time frame where, you know, we're not making an episode at exactly 30 minutes or one hour, one and a half, like, God damn it. We'll finish when we finish. And, um, fast if there's forward. Value if you don't to like it, a spot, I yeah, mean, I don't care. It. Yeah. If there's value to it, um, tune in. If you, if not, then that's fine. But uh, no, we don't have a time limit. Um, yeah, you can expect episodes to probably come out once every. I don't know. I think we, we came out like three weeks. I think at first we're like, let's do one once a month. We'll see how many of you uh, tune in into this and how many views we get, and how many of you want to want to hear more. If you want to hear more, we'll ramp it up and, and dish out more. Shit, we I'll have do a lot on, of good. I'll guests. do
0: one a week if you guys. Uh, yeah. If you guys can tell me guests that we can actually get. And you guys w- want to listen, but if uh, there's 30 people listening to this and they say, "Hey, get um get Barack Obama," and be like, yeah, "Okay, <laughs> not happening." Hold on, yeah, hold your breath. I could swear, can we get Biden? No, we would never ask him. I mean, I, I bet you, Trump I'd be down to, to talk on. to. I'd be down to talk to anybody. I bet but, you Trump, um, Trump, we could get Trump. Today. Oh, that's another thing. Um, that you brought that up. We're we're not going to get political on no. this either. Nah. Um, and if you want to, if you want to hear about, um, the state of politics in general, um, even how they relate to law enforcement, we might, we might dive into them a little bit, a little bit with comments but here and there, but, um, that's not the purpose of our show. I don't, I don't, I don't like politics personally. So, um, yeah. and, and I'm a selfish motherfucker. So, um, I'm not going to talk about politics. If Kyle wants to talk yeah. about nah. how he's I don't actually. I I have no idea what how party old I am? he politically signs. I I mean, I have a guess, and it's probably what ninety nine point nine 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 percent of law enforcement is. But we, we we won't get into that. That's just not where we go with this. That's not the no. purpose of this. Um, if that's what you guys want, hey, shoot us a bunch of messages about it. and Maybe we'll go that way. Yeah. I don't know. We're we're kind of uh, we're open. We could we could. Be swayed that way i don't want to do it but um well first of the all thing is, don't we don't want to get in trouble like we're still in
1: law enforcement like we work full-time as cops like listen, I, we I don't want to hear your bullshit about we don't want to hear your bullshit about like wanting us to get in depth about you know certain
0: cops that were arrested or oh well, we will we, we we we'll t- not we'll not get into that now uh, we'll touch on it but i won't get into that because uh for many reasons, we can money morning quarterback anything, yeah. right? Is, yeah. a, is a phrase that we've all heard. And we can all say, hey, uh, they should have done this. They should have done that and should have, could have, would have, whatever. Um, that's just yeah. not, it, it, it's, I don't know enough about most situations to say that, first of all. Yeah. And uh, I don't care that much about it. Um, there's plenty of professionals out there and I'm sure you could, you could probably type in something in. on yeah. it on YouTube or. Go find it elsewhere because you ain't going to get it here.
1: Yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, we'll wrap this one up, but um, oh, stay yeah.
0: tuned. We're trying to come up with a slogan. Oh, yeah. Anything, we are. Tri- oh,
1: yeah. We are trying to come up with like an ending slogan because we watch a bunch of YouTube videos on podcasts and they're like, you have to have a. Yeah. A closing but closing slogan.
0: Like your boy's got a good one. Yeah. Ritalin's is a joke yourself. Yeah. <laughs> we can't. T- we can't. Steal that from them. I like it, but, I mean, like, go fuck yourself? No, we can't do that. Yeah, we can't do that. We're professionals.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's a professional. Yeah. Uh, Leave us a comment if uh, you have a
0: cool slogan for us. That's semi-professional. Semi, yeah, you know, um, we are, we're, (laughs) despite what you may think, we are semi-professional. Yeah. Anyways, all right, well, this wraps up. Um,
1: Hopefully... You guys will tune in for more episodes. We do have a lot of good guests for you lined up. Um, We will release those as as soon as possible. But um, thanks for tuning in for our very first episode. You got to meet Billy and I. And stay tuned for episode two to drop with Melissa
0: Freitas with EMDR Therapy. What, two to four weeks? Yeah. Yeah, two to four weeks after this? Yeah. All right, thank you. I appreciate you guys listening. Peace. shot fired. Copy additional shot fired. Shot fired, shot fired. shooting at us. Shotgun shooting at officer. K-126 okay, so down. He's at the base of the stairs. White t-shirt, white male.